What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, second time on the program, Brian Wyckoff Lambert, better better known from Wingless Comics and his crowd pleasing, ever so lovely uh, comic story called Nightfall, which is going into episode three, four, three, three, three. I'm, I'm about to say four, like I'm jumping the gun and shit. I know you all get <laughs> that far, but. We haven't gotten that clues to it. So uh, for, for a lot of people who haven't gotten the uh, opportunity to to ever read uh, anything out of Wingless Comics, whether it be Justice, whether it be Caliber, uh, whether it be Nightfall, Brian and Malachi Bailey are definitely the people to go to. You can definitely check those brothers out on uh, Twitter, IG, Facebook. They're always there promoting their comics and they do a great job doing so. Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. I hope I live up to that uh that excellent intro there, man. Hey, man, you know, I got to give you the Steve Harvey every once in a while. You know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Everybody needs a little gas up now and then. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so how's everything going? And for one, for a lot of people that don't know, I mean, Nightfall 3 is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Nightfall 3 is actually going to hit a Kickstarter on September 7th. Okay. Um. Uh, I actually got to shoot you your uh, media copy like I always do. The book is completely done. Uh, we like to go into these campaigns already finished, already polished, already good to go and have the story out. So all we need to do at the end of them, send it to the printer, get the extras done and get it out to people. Um, so one, we pride ourselves in a good turnaround. You know what I mean? Like in terms of product and stuff like that, you know, a month or two, three at the, t- at the latest, at the most. And that's I think that's logistically pretty good when you're talking about getting surveys back and all the things that you have to do in terms of uh, a Kickstarter, but you know, all the, the logistics stuff aside, man, I'm so excited for number three. And like, um, I have a stretch goal in mind because I want it. I want, not only do I want to get number four out, but I want people to see number four. So I'm thinking that our 10 K stretch goal is probably going to be number four. Mm. Um, I have to, again, I have to, I have to crunch the numbers to make sure. So saying uh, if the, the goal reach hits 10 K, you're going to release episode, you're going to release issue yeah. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Again, I got to crunch the numbers because I might be a little off and my marketing guy is probably going to be real pissed off at me for like if I got the numbers yeah, wrong. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're looking at, man. I really want, uh, like I said, man, it's it's five parts. Number three is dope and it sets the stage. Obviously, you go in and I feel like everyone tumbles into the next one. And for me, um, number, actually number five is actually my favorite. But number four is so damn dope. Like it's a very, very close second. So. Yeah, and if, and if a lot of people do not un- understand exactly what you're talking about, I'm talking about this cover right here. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, right. hanging up right. over my desk. It's basically yeah. uh, a collaboration with Concept Moon, uh, Constant Hustle Comics, and Wingless Comics with a, a very intriguing storyline that just builds up over time, incorporating some of the some of the featured Star Wars characters from each of, each of your pr- companies. Yeah, yeah. So we, we set it up like um like your traditional crossover. And I think that's the thing that happens sometimes in indies. In indies, we set up crossovers because a lot of people do them. Um, but it's like, oh, the Avengers meet, you know what I mean? And it has that yeah. kind of nostalgic feel, which is um that's a little hard, I think, to do with indie, right? Because um what you have when the Avengers meet, you have a lot of history. It doesn't matter if you're doing it back when they met originally, and it was Thor and Iron Man and Hulk and Ant-Man, right? And no Captain America. Or you're talking about when you do the movie now, there's still a ton of history. People know who these people are. Um, same for the Justice League. They leaned a little bit too heavy on that in the Justice League movie, 
But that's the point. Like everybody knows who these people are. Let's bring them all together. It'll be cool. Well, you don't have that same thing with indies necessarily um, outside of your own audience. So you got to build this. You got to build the story and you got to build the relationships and you got to build how people react and why. And the character building goes, it's really kind of quick, but um, it's, it's necessary, right? In order to create, if you're creating a good story, if you're trying to create a timeless, you know, quote unquote story. Very true. Very true. And, and the thing is like, ultimately putting out those type of projects, you know, as much marketing and promotion that goes into it because there's three companies involved, it, it's going to grab you at the end of your seat. That's, that, that's what drew me in. The thing is, like, I knew about Justice. And the thing is, by the time I got to know who Justice was, I think Nightfall 1 was coming out. And I was like, hold, wait, hold on. I, got, I, I still haven't read the solo project yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's kind of crazy, man. Because, I mean, this, anybody who said this business isn't of ups and downs, like they're lying to themselves and they're lying to everybody else. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime you're creating something, that's music are you know whatever athletes you know what i mean people act like people don't have emotions when they're in these creative spaces right but you do um so it's like an emotional roller coaster sometimes and i remember when i was releasing it right because i will i won't deny nightfall one was like a little bit difficult right i had never done it before i had never the promotion part of it the writing and the the production that's if you've done that once yeah you should build on that every time I had never done a joint project like this with, like you said, three different companies and promotion and trying to figure things out and everything. And so it was kind of difficult for me. And so looking back, I was talking to a real good friend one time, man. And, and he basically said, he was like, yo, you know, it's, it's like cool and all, but maybe it's like, he, he said, no, he said, don't you think it's a little bit early for you to do that? And it really like hit, it hit hard. Like I was like, damn, bro, like what? Damn. But then like, I, I didn't get in my feelings, but I responded emotionally. I responded what I really meant. And the the uh, reality of it is, it's, it's never early, too early to follow your dreams, right? So, and like, and that's and that's literally what I shot back to him. We were texting, right? But that's what I shot back to him, and I really meant that. Um, and so I had to learn that uh, with Nightfall, right? Like, yeah, there are times. Don't get me wrong. Justice number one, and then I'm like, oh man, we're gonna do a crossover. Nobody knows who Justice is except for the twelve people who know who Justice is, and like my mama. You know what I mean? Uh, but <laughs> but at one point or another, right? You got to have that faith in you that your mama does, though. Because yeah. my mama was like, boy, you better release that. You better you better put this stuff out there, right? So I had to, you got to take that how other people believe in you sometimes because you don't believe in yourself or you're doubting or whatever and throw that into the project. And because I was able to do that, because I have people like Brett and Malachi and my mom and and, and you and you know what I mean? And, and, and Second Side Publishers, all these different creators and different people that are in my circle and, and really protect me and, and love me and care about me. Um, I was able to kind of get over myself and release a product that we were all proud of, right? Like the, all the companies were proud of yeah. that all of us wanted to be into. And, and that's something that I can look back on and say, hey man, that was great. Like our, we've already done two parts. That's great. Now we got these last three. And once these last three are done, it's not only great at that point, it's epic. I don't, it don't matter who else doesn't call Nightfall, the series, you know what I mean? Epic, like I, at the end of the day, know when all of it's on paper, the ending, blah, 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 blah. It, it, it follows every step of something that is an epic piece of work and not just because i wrote it but i mean art wise heart marketing impact you know all these different yeah. things you know now um, and so that's, that's what you gotta be do you feel as though that is absolutely easier to do as an independent creator than it would be if you had had to pitch that to a major Ooh, man so i will say this um i've had pitch meetings not not with regard to comics. Let's say I haven't had pitch meetings with regard. I've had pitch meetings with regard to my, it's weird. 
I've had pitch meetings in regard to my comic company. Hey, pitch our company so you can be in this symposium so you can tell other people how to make comics and we'll pay you to do it. But I don't want you to pitch your comic. You know what I mean? I don't, that's like a, it's a weird dichotomy, but, weird. but I've been there, right? Um, but well, you make more money. Look, a self-help guru is not really helping people. They make money make, right, when you buy the book that says right. how to help people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept. Um, so, God, I'd like to say pitch meetings went out the window with, um, with uh, what's old boy from New York that just got out? Um, rapper with Bobby Schmurda. Schmurda. <laughs> I say pitch meetings went out the window there, right? Uh-huh. Well, in terms of all, all, all bets being off. Anytime mm-hmm. you have a young black male doing shooting noises, jumping on the table, trying to tell him how his next single is going to be, and you got a room full of Caucasian 50-somethings, right? Yeah. What we think of pitch meetings, there are not necessarily. Like, we think we got to go in there, you know, dressed and da-da-da-da-da. We got to look at this whole thing, this whole image, and then we got to go give him the best idea in history. Like, if you think about some of these movies that get made, like, seriously, somebody did a line of coke and was like, look, giant robots that transform into cars but also have to do with humans, but they got a power source that nobody understands, and we want it. Like, what? This is true. <laughs> he transforms into a gun, but who yeah. carries him? The other one. But they're the same size. He gets smaller. Like, it doesn't make... <laughs> the stuff doesn't make sense, right? Um, so, um, I would have loved to have been underwritten by another company, right, in order to do this. And I think the base story, I have... This is the faith that I have in my writing, at least. I think that the base story of Nightfall could have been pitched to DC or to Marvel and gone over 100%. Um, I wrote it purposely. If you think about it, like, let's let's be real. Everybody has inspirations. You got Justice, you got Caliburn, you got uh, Avery, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, you have a Yeah, right. You got Lux. Okay, she's light. Okay, Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you could you could plug and play. Some of the things that would happen would be different, right? But if you're talking about the overall story of, okay, these three people who didn't necessarily know each other, but did not know each other, come together, the world's going to end, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think that that's a pitch that could go over anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think that having the control of independent obviously is better, but that's a double-edged sword. It depends on what kind of independent you are. Are you an independent that listens when they're like, the grammar there is not good. The art needs to be better. You know, when you're listening to empirical evidence, are you going to actually listen? Are you going to be like, well, it's just my opinion or it's, uh, it's indie. I can do what I want. Or you don't understand. Like, are you going to take that in? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that makes a big difference uh, 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 in, in terms of product. Right. And right. one of the things that I'm very proud of, I've had a couple comparisons here or there. Right. But I like the fact that we don't get compared to Marvel. Somebody's not just like, oh, Justice is a black Superman. Somebody's not saying Caliburn is, is the black Nightwing. You know, uh, the, the, uh, you know, Avery is not just a black Wonder Woman, even though right. she's constant hustle. You know what I mean? I think that those character differences are very important. And that's what makes indie indie. That's what makes indie beautiful if you can do that. And, and you do it well. Right. Because there are a lot of people that do it. Not necessarily everybody does it well. And there are going to be people who think I don't do it well cool that, again that is what it is but um i, I pride myself and, and we pride ourselves and i mean we not just wingless comics but you know the people that i work with that includes second site publishing that includes uh agrio enterprises that uh, includes uh 
Gente Entertainment, like you know what I mean, like on and on Webway and Teach, you know, the one three three are, yeah, one three exactly. Like if I tried to name all the people that I esteem and that that are that are cool with me and have welcomed me into this community, I'd, I'd be here for an hour, right? Like just naming names, but all of those companies and all of those people pride themselves on not making indie indie books that look like indie books. Yeah, they are professional studio quality indie enterprises. And and the thing is, I, I think is as much as you can you can dive into that, it seems that in the past couple of years with the I guess the successful um collection of comics that have been purchased throughout like Kickstarters and Indiegogos, it seems like the space is getting a little bit bigger. And it almost looks like Everybody that's been doing majors for so long within the big two or or better yet, not even outside of the big two with Boom Studios, with uh, TKO, with Image, you know, they it seems like every single writer for those companies always seems to just want to just dive back and do their own shit. They, they want to get back to their roots. I think that I think that's kind of twofold, to be honest with you, like one money. Let's talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. money. Right. Um, but then, two, if you look at some of these contracts that that some of. The, you know, uh, Ed Brubaker and stuff with, you know, Winter oh, Soldier man. and all of that. Right. And so this is going to sound harsh, maybe. Right. But there's a part of me that feels for Ed Brubaker. But then there's another part of me that's like, but you knew that contract was that when you signed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Only because like if I went to work for Disney tomorrow. Right. And I come out with the, they they I named justice somewhat something else. Right. And I do a movie and it's about basically justice. Right. Right. And, and I do that. It's still going to be a Disney Pixar production or whatever it is. It's not going to be a Brian Lambert yeah. production like at all. It's just not, you know what I mean? So you know that kind of going into it. Now, I'm not saying that it's necessarily fair. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that, that like, that's like the nature of the business. You knew when you wrote Winter Soldier, you didn't own that. You right. know what I mean? But, but that's why you have um, um, people like Neil Gaiman, right? When he wrote Spawn, when he wrote for Spawn, he invented uh, Angela. Then they had that big, you know, kerfuffle, right? Going yeah. back and forth. Hey, man, I did. But I invented it, but not for spawn, you know, da, 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 da. and it took X amount of years and they came away amicable. It's all good. But that's one of those things, though, right? If you're creating Venom, if you're creating these new characters for an established property, you know, kind of what are you expecting? Right. So it makes sense that all these people who grew up reading Batman, who grew up reading Superman, who grew up reading Spider-Man, who grew up reading all these comics want to write them like I want to write them. Right. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I'm always going to be like, well, I want to go back and mess with justice because that's really my dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I think that, again, one of the biggest examples of that is Tom McFarlane. Tom McFarlane made his bones, did his thing, got on Spider-Man, did some mm-hmm. iconic stuff on there and then bounced. Yeah. Right. And has come back and done a cover here, there, or talked about an idea here or there. The way he gets out, you know, doing business with them is Tom McFarlane, with McFarlane Toys. I think that's genius. He it gets is. all the creativity that he wanted in a comic just by making toys. And then Spawn is still King Spawn, Spawn Universe. You know what I mean? Like regular Spawn. Come yep. on, man. But and he had, and he, he actually gets those licensing deals to basically yeah. do the toys for the company. So it's basically, oh, it's my toy line, but this is a Marvel Marvel toy. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it looks my way. He yeah. gets to he picks the ones he wants to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Legends of the Dark Knight. I want to do that one. I want to do. You know what I mean? Like that's just genius to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's. I've seen a lot of people jump ship. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably would too if whatever company, hey, here's $500,000 to do your own comic. Yeah, okay, I got you. And we all have them exclusives. It just makes all the sense in the world um, because I doubt that they're getting that even in the short term, right? Over 
five years, 10 years, whatever, however many years, right? Over probably five years. They're probably getting that over five years, right? But if somebody's paying them, hey, this is year one. This is a grant, year one. Yeah. Here you go. Like, why wouldn't you take it to do your own thing? Look at Miller World, right? Miller World, uh, uh, Mark Miller, he's done some great books. I'm not saying he hasn't, right? But then they want Netflix signs a deal, Miller World, like you get to do the Miller, what? Are you saying what? You get to basically because, build your universe yeah, on right? screen, right? Netflix. And you think about honestly what they've done with his movies, like thus far, they were actually kind of trash. I mean, if we're being if we're being super honest, I love Wanted. It's nothing like the book, though. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's mm -hmm. still like a pretty fun movie here and there, but it's not. You know what I mean? Kick ass. Okay. Eh. But even that, like number two, I was like, okay, what you know what I mean? Like, right. so it's not like he's done, he's had good projects. They've made a lot of money, right? But I'm what I mean is like it's not like they dropped Wanted and it, it became Star Wars. You know what I mean? So then that's why another company picks it up. No, they're, they're picking up the, the potential. They're mm -hmm. picking up his library of like, hey, we're going to have faith in you that you're going to be able to do X amount of things. And whether or not he is or whether or not the audience responds the way we want it to, who knows? But the, 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 the idea and the, the IP and the product is out there. Yeah, and they're picking and choosing from his catalog just to see exactly which one will do. Because if one bombs, he's still under contract. They can just throw out another one. Exactly. Super simple. And and you can't do that. Look, I like Scott Snyder. Right. And he's got like a, a writing class, you know, being there, you know what I mean? Like on and on and on. But Scott Snyder wouldn't be able to. Hey, let's do a bat, you know, a, a Batman who last movie. He can't pitch that. No. Right. He has no control over that. But if he goes on Substack, right, creates a character that's similar in certain in whatever ways. Right. Or just has that same feel or whatever else. He could pitch that almost immediately to Amazon, to, you know, Netflix, to any anybody. Yeah. Peacock. Well, let's dive into that because August 9th, Substack, which is basically a newsletter platform for a lot of writers that were out there, decided to get into the comic business. And the, and the way that they did so was that they started signing creators, namely like uh, James Tinian, Scott Snyder, um, and just basically gave them the opportunity to do their own independent comics through their newsletter, basically making their own sort of brand of digital web comics. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's man, that's so big. I mean, it's so we there was a discussion in one of the groups I'm in uh, in terms of like talking about commercial success and like success. Right. Um, so whether or not Substack it remains a long standing commercial success no one ever knows we never know what company who right. thought toys r us was going to go out of business we never know who knows nobody right but except for gary vanderjuk and amazon <laughs> you know like those two people um but um um what, what what you do have though is the ability right so these guys one aren't losing any pay it's different if you're losing pay right if you go from being snacks zach snyder i'm sorry scott snyder and now you're making 10, 10K a year, you know what I mean? Or whatever, yeah. you, you cut your salary in half or whatever. Okay, maybe that makes a difference, right? Now you're barely making minimum wage. That's different. These guys aren't losing money at all. They're literally getting paid to create their own comics, which they're already showed. They've already showed like we can do some dope stuff with characters that are already existing. So why wouldn't people follow them? Um, it has become, I think that in the 90s, you had rock star artists. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think I, I think that now you're getting maybe they're not rock stars, but they're like folk singer writers. You know what I mean? Like people are following right. them. You know but, what I mean? Like, like you're, you're not you're not going to get uh, Chris Claremont, who's basically going to do about like 20 years of storylines for yeah. you. That's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but there are some, again, these guys are stars, right? right? So it makes sense to put them on a place um, and some smarter to put them in a place where they can leverage that themselves, right? Again, Scott Snyder comes up with some idea. Everybody loves it. Netflix wants to buy it. Amazon wants to option it, whatever. Substack gets a piece of that. And they're the driving force behind it happening, right? Because sure. even though these guys are super creative and they can do so many things, there's only so many hours in the day. Scott Snyder can't be on four goddamn Marvel books, you know what I mean, at a time and then do his own thing. There's just not enough time in the day. Uh, right. But that's why you see guys like Hickman is going, right? Hickman was, you know, doing everything for the X-Men for the last couple of years, right? But he's, he's his is coming to an end. He's going to be on there. And, and you he, know what the funny thing is, I'm not mad at that because if a writer feels as though, hey, I want to jump off this, jump off this train, he might come back. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's not the end of the world. Like, I'm never going to do X-Men comics again. Like, never somebody people thought that Chris Claremont would never jump back into X-Men comics. But he did later on, like he did like a couple here and there. He might jump back on. But the thing is, if he if it's not in him, then I don't want him to write X-Men comics. Yeah. You know, what? and, and honestly. I would like to see them do other things and hopefully, hopefully that opens up other venues for other newer up-and-coming writers right that can't get that substack deal look i can't get that substack deal at the moment tomorrow maybe hey substack if you're listening i'll let your boy (laughs) right like you know what i mean like um if you know what i mean like i might not be able to get that today Mm -hmm. but that might open up oh hey you know dc's got another writer's pitch you know blah 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 and then you know you've got somebody in there i think that shuffling things around is always kind of good um I, i i don't see in this regard people how people lose in this regard there's always some extra there's always something you know um and so i think it's a good thing yeah i think it's an interesting thing and 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 the thing is the the biggest thing i think that a lot of people don't realize um what a lot of people wanting to basically like push their own independent creations and everything is the modernization of comic books as a whole that's starting (laughs) to happen digital comics i mean as much as i collect a lot of physical copies here Digital comics have basically taken on the forefront so much so that DC Comics basically just announced a partnership with Webtoons. So they're going to basically do digital only projects, exclusive limited edition DC comics strictly for Webtoons. Now, this takes away from the Marvel and DC apps that they have merged with Comixology and everything like that. DC actually got rid of their Comixology uh, Mm -hmm. app and forged it into Comixology. Marvel still has theirs, but you kind of knew that something was up when DC was like, oh, yeah, we're shutting down this app. Like, we're, we're not doing this shit yeah. no more for a reason. Now we find out literally a week later after they pull the line. Boom. Now mm-hmm. it's just digital comics here on now. So it turns out like all these physical copies and everything that are being put out, all this paper that's being uh, put in, put ink to paper and everything that's coming out on a regular basis. They've now jumped into the millennia. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of those change or die things. Right. Again, this is we we talk about um, Toys R Us. This is what happened. Right. Either you change with the circumstances and change with the times or you fold. Uh, I also think that Marvel, DC, tons of companies want to reinvent the wheel. Right. That's like that becomes a thing. Oh, somebody else has a comic app. Oh, I can't join up with them. I've got to make my own. So then people come to me. And I think that at in time at times like like this. DC gets smart and it's like, no, nah, I don't need to do that. They can run the day in and day out of this app and we just throw them our stuff. And then Webtoons, which is already a humongous platform, has got X amount of people. They can do the same. Yeah. I think that's 
I, I, I personally think that that's, again, a good thing. And, and another part about that is something that, that, that I was personally proud of last year. Last year, um, ComicsAttack.net voted Justice the best surprise read of 2020, right? Yes, 2019, because it was 2020. No, 2020. Sorry. It was 2020. 2021. Yeah. So that was one. I was, you know, mind blown. Right. But the not the bigger part. One of the things that really struck me and stopped me in my tracks was there were Marvel and DC comics in that grouping. Right. It was. That's big. Right. And so when you have independents like myself and others, we don't normally get compared to the pros because we're independents, we're amateurs, right? We're not, but that's the way people kind of look at it. Mm -hmm. um, so if you get DC on Webtoons, right? Then you have all these other Webtoon comics that are there and yeah. they're right in the comparative model at this point now. Right. There are more eyes on it regardless of anything else. Yeah, people might still try to put you know DC as the upper echelon, but you're gonna see all these other great and amazing stories. Yeah. You have no choice but to. And because that is like a great place to be. One of the biggest argument that's, arguments that's always had on social media is the comics versus manga decision. And mm -hmm. Deep just jumped like feet first into yeah. it with all these mangas. And mm -hmm. then all these experienced manga readers are going to breeze by like their, their Webtoons app and like scroll by and be like, fuck is Superman doing here? Hold on. Like, like you know, mm -hmm. like that type of. Yeah. And yeah. they probably never read a Superman co comic in their entire life. Yeah, yeah. Out of the blue, they finally read one. And all these comparisons that are to be made, they're figuring for themselves, okay, we're a big company. We have a big catalog of characters and everything like that. Let's introduce this new generation that's so hard into anime and manga. Let's throw our characters into the fold. It may not be their cup of tea, but I bet you them stories is finna be fire. Right? You never know who your audience is, right? Until right. you know your audience. For years and years, and this is completely like not off the subject, right? But it's a different genre. For years, soul singers, you know what I mean? And and, and like real R and B, like 80s, <laughs> 70s, 80s, 90s R and B, bro, they eat, they live off of Japan. Yes. But who would think that the largest consumers of, of R and B are in Japan, right? You never that's not like what your marketing mind immediately very goes true. to, right? But they have humongous careers out there let's just, because let's they're ex the exposure. Let's just say the Asian market in a whole, because if you right. ever go to a karaoke joint and you see a family of Filipino people sitting next to you, just I'm going to let you know right now, if you've never they seen that do. occur, they will trash that whole place. They will go one by yeah. one. You will never <laughs> right. get a turn. No, no, no. It's a wrap. It, it, yeah. That's, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's just a crazy thing um, to limit yourself. Especially mm -hmm. when you're DC and Marvel, which they have for a long time, which makes sense because they cornered the market, right? Like so, yep. at out of a one, you know, what one point five? I think it is now one point five billion dollar market. They own like ninety five percent of it. You know what I mean? So of course they've yep. only had that. But if you're talking about expansion, which businesses always need to do, especially like a comic business or things like that, then you've got to expand across the world. You've got to appeal to other people. You've got to show them something different. Mm -hmm. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars finally doing an anime. Took y'all long enough. Like, could y'all? I mean, yo. I, don't, I didn't know if I was sold on it until old boy busted out his uh, lightsaber and it looked like he was busting out a katana because it was lighting hey, as yeah. he was pulling out the sh I was like, okay, well, fine. Y'all, I'm in. <laughs> Never mind. I'll I take mean, it back, right? I say it's long overdue, but I'm in. Right? Because Star right? Wars is such a worldwide franchise. Why wouldn't you exactly. want to dive into other art forms yeah, at your franchises? Yeah. I mean, people love Star Wars probably in other regions. I'm pretty sure that they do, especially yeah. in Japan. So, 
somebody, of course, I've seen YouTube videos where they've done fan driven animes of certain Star Wars scenes and everything like that. So the fact mm-hmm. that Star Wars Visions comes out in an anime form, it's kind of like, okay, shot in the dark. It's doing it through Disney Plus. Right. They're using right. all like I think seven to eight anime studios. Yeah. And and it's going to explode. It's going to blow up. Yeah, it's going to blow up. <laughs> it's going to blow up. Like, come on, why, man. Why wouldn't you? Marvel did it. Marvel did it through mm-hmm. Netflix when they basically put the X-Men, Wolverine, Blade, Iron Man all through anime forms. Yeah. And every time they come on Netflix, somebody picks it up and says, yo, it's on Netflix again. And they all right. go running to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See, it's it, it's weird. Like you said, the, the market is getting bigger. Right. But I think that the, that's in a lot of great ways. I think that the myopic view of only a certain group of people being able to do it or only appealing to a certain group of people, I think that's long, it's over, right? It's going to, it's going to hang on as fiercely as it can. Right. But, 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 but so much is opened up and so much is different and so much does have to be new. And you do have to tell, you can't continue to tell the same story the same way for, you know, another hundred years, no one's going to want it. That's why when people talk about, um, people talk about the decline of American comics. It's not really the decline of American comics. It's the decline of the stories that get told, right? And that's not even always up to the writers that are hired. Hey, we want you to do such and such and then Steve Rogers is the hero again. Like, well, duh, we know he's going to be the hero. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it gets boring. Oh, we want such and such and Jeff Johns, you know, okay, yeah, and then at the end, Superman punches somebody. Bro, we know that's going to happen. That's what's boring about it. It's not the journey. Uh, Dark Knight's death metal. I was like, yeah. 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 No, no, Death Metal, the, the one where Wonder Woman's the hero. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Super disappointed. Super disappointed at the end. I'm not going to spoil it because maybe somebody else hasn't read it. But I was like, yeah, what? You know <laughs> what I mean? And so and so that's the problem, right? The problem becomes that what? It wasn't that we weren't following the stories. Look, you don't get a what when you you watch or read. Um, <laughs> Seriously, I can watch all my you know what I'm saying? His fight, his last fight with the uh, all for one any day of the week. And I'm going to yeah. feel just as pumped up every single time. Cause it was dope. It gave you what you wanted and it upped the stakes even more. You know what I mean? And you don't have that. Sometimes you get a Hickman, right. Who ups the stakes. You get yeah. Snyder who most of the time ups the stakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and really gets you invested. And, and that's the lack. That's where the disconnect comes in with comics and with other things. Yep. Because it, you, you realize through their writing, you think you met, you think you reached a peak, like a, you feel you reach a, an epicenter or a climax within the story. But that's like the first bit of truth that gets shown out there. And then there's yeah. so many layers yeah. keep going and going. And it's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to split this shit up and I'm mm-hmm. doing every single individual story. And I'm going to show you how this looks on but through six different lenses. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But what, uh, another big thing that starts uh, that's starting to happen, and I, I'm not sure if it's if it's a double edged sword in this type of effect, but some big companies have decided to put their products on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Image Comics has done it like a couple times now, mm-hmm. I think through Berserker and everything. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. is that viable to do a fan driven project rather than push and distribute it through your company? There's okay. I feel like two ways about it, right? Because then there's like the person me like, man, that's cheap. You got the money to produce it, just produce it, right? Like, right. so there's that part of me that feels that way, and I feel like they should probably already have the product done when they do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they can do what they want. Like, that's just my, again, my personal feeling. If I had the money to underwrite and to produce said comic, even if I brought it to Kickstarter every time, it would already be finished. You right. would never have to wait for it to be finished for then me to distribute. Cause I'm image comics. I can do that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm whoever. Um, but I think the more eyes on Kickstarter, the more eyes on Kickstarter, Yeah. you know, look, Keanu Reeves is going to bring a million people that have never been on Kickstarter before. It's true. It is what it is. Right. So when those million people are there, just like every other uh, black hole of, of Internet searches, you know, now you go on the Wikipedia, you're going to link through to 12 different things, bro. You want to look at one, you'll get 12. Kickstarter is the same way. You look at one project, you're going to want to look at 12. Maybe mine is one of the 12. I'm with that. The more eyes are the more eyes. I don't feel like I don't there. there there's a sentiment sometime. Of, oh, they're going to take money away from us. I feel like no one can take money away from you. I don't think people if it, you know, I don't think people pick and choose. Oh, well, I can only do one project this week. So I'm going to do this image one and not the wingless comics one. If they're coming to support wingless comics, they're coming to support wingless comics. If they're coming to support image, they're coming to support image. If they find me on the way, if they find them on the way, you know, great. Yeah. The, the uh, one thing about Kickstarter is that it has an algorithm just like mm-hmm. anything else. And the second you buy two projects, you might get one and then you'll get suggestions for maybe like three more. The second you buy two or three, your entire feed for Kickstarter just goes strictly to comics. And all you want is panning through. It doesn't even go to the tech shit. Doesn't go to the tools. Don't even go to the games. It stays on comics. You could roll it. It just stays on comics. Yeah, Yeah, bro. I got 190, I think, back projects now. I just, I don't even try to look for anything else. I When I want to search something else, I search something else. Like I literally, games. You know what I mean? Metroid. Because you can't, you can't depend on it to do that. But in the good way, that means a lot of projects are getting seen. You know what I mean? Like, and, sure. and that's just that's just the bottom line of it. Um, I think what's for you is for you. And I think you can always do better. But anyone who is going to not support you or take money away from having supported you didn't want to support you in the first place. It's very- and I feel like that's the way you have to look at it, um, regardless of what's going on. Well, being how as long as you've done it, is it beneficial to be an independent comic book creator? Hmm. Um, I, I think it depends on how you define beneficial. Uh, I do what I want to do. Right. I create the stories that I want to create. I bring on the people that I want to create. Uh, again, Wingless Comics started with me, right? Obviously, Wingless Entertain. I own Wingless Entertainment. I created a comic division because I wanted to do comics, right. right? So I own that. Now, am I as mega successful as Marvel? No, like so that's not even a thing. But am I successful? Yes. Uh, I through talking with Malachi and blah, 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 everything else, right? Us joking and laughing. I brought Malachi on. I wanted him to work, you know, with Wingless Comics, you know, as a Wingless Comics creator, right? So then that's a level. Uh, I uh, JL approached me after his Aeneid success and us talking and blah, blah, blah. And he wanted to do something. And he pitched me a project. And I was like, let's go because it, it, it works perfectly, right? And, right? and on and on. There are other, obviously, creators that like like that. So I get to do that. I get to... I get to and I'm tasked with, okay, now we got another Kickstarter. Okay, now we need to do the budgeting. Now we need to do the scheduling. It's a business, just like any other business. It's true. So there are, again, there are benefits to having that. On the other end, if Marvel, Disney, DC, Warner, Peacock, whoever, right, is like, hey, Brian, we're going to underwrite your comics tomorrow. First question, I'm going to be like, all of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if they say yes, and I'm gonna be like, okay, I'll have a budget back to you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. Like, people who say that I would never, man, if you don't shut up, if you wouldn't, right? If you wouldn't right. 
another and there's a difference between licensing, selling your IP, or selling like the studio so that someone else distributes for you, right. publishes for you, whatever else, and selling out. I would never change the integrity of Wingless Comics and the integrity of the comics that come out of them. But if someone else wants to pay me to do them, yeah, no, yes, yeah. <laughs> if somebody else is listening and you want to pay me to do them, yeah, go ahead, run that. We can talk about it. Pay me to do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like that's the Substack thing, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't take that deal? Who wouldn't? Who would? Exactly. Hey, here, here's five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> because you're not serialize this stuff. Yeah, you're not signing my art or my projects. You're signing me to do things. To do things. <laughs> on your app <laughs> exactly <laughs> you want me to do things okay cool yeah yeah exactly yeah that's uh, uh so i just uh, highly publicized as as it can be in 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 indies right i had a publishing deal this publishing deal ended up not working out mm -hmm. right and there were people who were who were oh man See, I wouldn't have taken that deal. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have blah, blah, blah after the fact. Oh, because I don't like this and I don't like that. That's all personal. I don't care about that, right? And you right. don't, again, you don't own the IP. You don't own me. What you do own is distribution, right? Yeah. And that makes sense. That is a business move. And people, uh, especially when we're in independent comics or independent anything, people kind of get in their feelings and emotions. Like, I wouldn't do that because I don't like blah, blah, blah. That's... I don't, I don't care who like who like this is this is a business thing, and so if this business works, uh, I don't like the way DC treats their black characters. Okay, but if they're going to underwrite me, not again, I, I wouldn't do the original milestone deal because they do alone own a lot of their IPs sure. and they do control a lot of their IPs. So I think that their deal is different than what I would take. Uh, but again, I'm not talking the numbers that they're talking, so I don't know. But I'd like to say that that wouldn't right. Um, but if if DC is like, no, hey, we want to underwrite you again. To do things, do what you're already doing. Here's some money to do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Because <laughs> then, then my audience gets more things. You know what I mean? Like here. Okay. My name cool. Is attached. You know that I'm actually still active and doing my own stuff, but yet I am writing for DC. Right. Hundred percent. There are a lot of guys that I know and I've met that are currently writing for DC. You know what I mean? I'm super proud of those guys, and they're writing on legit DC properties. That doesn't mean they're not doing their own thing. That doesn't mean they're not writing for Netflix. Uh, you know, we get this kind of like elitist, this weird like elitist mentality, like I'm independent. And so I'm so much better. Like, no, man, this is not the rock music art scene where it's like, nah, they're a much better band than, than U2 ever was. But like, U2 made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh. go ahead and make that ton of money. You know what I mean? Like, You do know that there's like, <laughs> there's a rumor behind those Substack deals there's one thing that was included in particular that like really like pushed everybody over the edge to be like, hell yeah, I'm signing on. It's a rumor. You know what? what? Health insurance. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all. That's why I was like, that actually sounds a little bit that that looks that, that sounds verified to me. Right. And and it it shows that actually they give a shit. You know what I mean? Because you got to yeah. think a lot of these guys are still independent contractors. Exactly. Even though they're making this, they're making tons of money. They're still independent contractors. So it's like, well, I don't care if you get sick. Sucks to be you. Yeah. That that health insurance is it. See, that's what, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's like an investment, right? It's, it's an, an investment. investment. Hey, not only do we want your product, but we're investing in you. So you need to be healthy so you can keep producing for us. Exactly. 
Okay. I saw the new job tomorrow within a within any corporation, and that corporation or it, it could even be an independent. The second I start, I automatically get a pamphlet to fill out my benefits, do my little dependents and my allowances and everything and go through that. That way I know that they want me at that company at the best of my abilities, even if it pertains to my health. If that's going to be the way to push me over the edge, that sounds like something I'd be down for. If the company that I was just involved with, who was a billion dollar company, did not give me health insurance. (laughs) Right, right, right. And, And no real freedom, right? Right. Freedom to do some some things, right, to to pitch some ideas, to make some topical changes. But like they have complete autonomy. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I I imagine there's some kind of they got some clauses in there, you know, where they can't go crazy. Yeah. um, Defame and blah, 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 blah. All the regular stuff. But they literally get to create whatever they wanted to create since they were kids. And they're going to get paid for it. And they have health insurance. Probably (laughs) Probably before they got to those companies, they had stacks of ideas that they've already created. And, exactly. you know, the, these are not only, you know, the writers that are basically involved There's some of the some of the artists that mm-hmm. are going to get exposure as well, because they're going to bring a, bring forth a lot of the artists that have worked with them in the past. And they're going to get to showcase some of their art through this newsletter yeah. platform just as well. And it's going to look like Webtoons. You're just scrolling up, like reading a comic book. Doing yeah. Newsletter app. That's, I mean, I feel like it's I feel like it's smart. And I feel like anytime you can kind of again, if somebody's paying you to control your narrative, paying you to do what you already love to do, like how do you get better than that? You know what I mean? And again, let's say, let's say, I don't know, let's say in two years, Substack goes away, right? Even, you know what I mean? Whatever. It's not like they're no longer viable writers. No, it's not like DC is gonna be like, well, yo, you left, so I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like. They're going to snatch them right back up. Right back it's going to be the, the triumphant return. Yep. Um, especially when you got, you got somebody like Jim Lee at the helm who I love Jim Lee and I have loved Jim Lee my entire life. Jim Lee understands leaving to go do what's best for you. And then coming back, he literally did that himself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he's not, there's no way in hell he's going to, I'm going to hold that against you. Scott Snyder, even though you had one of the best runs on Batman in the last 10 years, you can't come back. It's true. Bro, come on, stop it. You know what I mean? Like he'll be right back. Um, and you just have a ton of them like that. And I just, I, I don't know, man. I just think it's dope. I, I you know, yeah. Substack, holla at your boy. <laughs> I got comics. Yeah. You know? Initially, when you're seeing this for a lot of mainstream creators, it's only going to be, it's only going to set a standard later on down the line that a lot more creators can jump on board if this become if it becomes successful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, man, I feel like that's always the goal. That's always the goal and the struggle, right? Because especially when you're talking about independence, you've got people who want to become independent comic creators daily. Um, And myself included before I became one. Uh, But that means some of us get inundated with, well, how do you do it? How did you do what you did? How did I, you know what I mean? Like, so you get the questions and people don't want to um, really do the work and the legwork sometimes necessary to yep. be where uh, they need to be. And so when you have a platform like this that will open up, it's it, it's inevitable. It, just like Webtoons, it's going to open up avenues for others. It's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, which is something that I personally love. You don't have to deal with that when you're dealing with DC and Marvel because DC and Marvel are still DC and Marvel and independents are still independents. 
when you start intermixing them, you start seeing the differences. And they're going to be, it's going to happen where you have a time where there are comparisons between, you know, a, a concrete comic and the newest, you know, issue of Green Lantern. It's going to happen, right? And yep. it's going to, and it's going to show, hey, maybe, maybe this Green Lantern comic ain't that, that dope. And maybe this one is way dope. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to, yep. it's, it's going to cause a little friction, but that kind of, that kind of friction is cool. That kind of competition, that healthy competition is great. Um, it's great for the market. It's great for the audiences. It's great for everything. The, one of the reasons comics are having a resurgence right now um, in terms of skill and writing and, and art is because people are scared of, of, of anime and manga, right? They're scared, right. oh, manga's taking over. So then other people got to step up their game and show like, hey, we ain't punks. Bro, there is, there's 900 uh, issues of one anime that, and it's right. still fucking running and nobody's stopping that person from writing. He can yeah. like like the it they th those people continue to write so much. And the thing is, they yeah. they have a lot of content out there. American Comics wants to pick up the ball and do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that investments in in animation and in some other forms, I think it's going to be great. Uh, what if has been amazing for the first two episodes so far. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that that is something that people in general should springboard off of other companies should springboard off of. Um, I think that Netflix has done some great things. I'm really kind of disappointed that dragon Prince is probably not going to come back because yeah. I really like dragon Prince. Um, I mean, I, I'm always going to be, you know, I have a, a special place for avatar in there, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I think that there are a lot of uh, different things that they can springboard off. Um, and I'm hoping that American cartoons, which are deeply linked to comics at this point. Yeah. I hope they move away from some, I don't want to, I love Steven universe. We bear bears is funny. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of them that are cool, but I hope they move away from. But, I know exactly what you're about to say because like, the stuff that we grew up on were Japanese infused at best with their animation. Yeah. yeah. But they're mostly our storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, I hope we move towards a, and sometimes we are. Look, I don't care what nobody says. Master of the, uh, the Universe of uh, Revelation was dope. It was dope. Like, if you don't tear up with Orko, bro. It was amazing. That's all I'll say. That goddamn shit was beyond amazing to me. Like, how could you not do like how, how could you not figure out like that He-Man, King Grace, Grayskull and Orko were going to be. Hey, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I'm sorry. Uh, like, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. My bad. Like, like, how could you not figure out that like Tila, Orko, King, King Grayskull being introduced was going to be that fire? Right. Right. Um, I think that, man, again, that's one of those things. And 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 I don't I don't want to say I don't like to get into racial topics because I do I obviously do. Mm -hmm. um, what what I don't like is that people are closed off sometimes, right? Like even even men, right? Men, you tell men, oh hey, man, you, got, you, know, you know you don't have to walk around the street at night and you know worry about your purse getting stolen or whatever, right? And then you'll have a guy who's like, I have to be scared at night too, and bro, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like stop, don't be that guy, right? Um, and that's what happens. Yeah. People were mad. It's the dumbest shit. We're male. We thought the show was going to be about He-Man. He was dead the whole time. Bro, he came back at the end. That's like triumphant. And he got stabbed again. Like, this is, th these are stakes. This is called building. Like, it's, 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 
it is about He-Man, but also go back. He-Man was a trash cartoon. Yeah. He-Man was it, it was, was so dumb. It was campy at best. Right? right? And the thing is, and like, I, you never saw Skeletor get his day. Ever. Right? Ever. Right? See that right. happen at the end. You were like, yo, Skeletor about that action right now. Hold right. on. I was when he came out the stab, I was like, what? I was I was not ready, right? I was not prepared. <laughs> and I thought it was great. Like people said. A little bit of the same about the first Voltron. Well, not the first, but Voltron, the remake. Yeah. And that ended up being amazing from beginning yeah. to end, right? And, and so, I, again, I think as we push the boundaries of who's telling stories, I think if we push the boundaries of how many stories are let in, as we start letting creators do their own thing, as opposed to be stuck in a studio system, I think we're going to get better product. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that, I, I think that they're... There are just so many stories to tell, right? Absolutely. Like, excuse, and so many different, bro, Spider-Verse, you know, like on and on and on. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things that, again, un- kind of unbound, um, not bound, excuse me, by studios. People kind of, you know, I love Lion King. So don't get me wrong. I still love the studio system too. Mm-hmm. But I want to see like both, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can go work for a studio and do your thing, but then also these great creators, we've got enough money in the world. We've got enough time. We've got enough energy. We've got enough everything. Let these people create because it's going to be dope for everybody. Yeah, can you imagine if if Leonardo da Vinci, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He did go work for the Pope. He did work for the church. He did work for the government, right? But like, if that was all he could do, but like he couldn't take a commission on the side, like what, where would we be right now? Yeah, because when, you, when you're making that type of money, yeah, the Star Wars is a billion dollar franchise. But when you're making that type of money off of your product, yeah, I can make an anime version of this shit. Right. I can make I can make a claymation version of this shit if I wanted to, because we got the money right. to do so. Right, right. And think so I always think about um I relate a lot of things to music because I think music is right in front of people. Somebody like Prince. When Prince was under his Warner Brothers contract, what did he do? An album every year, two years. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't happy. The music was still dope because he's still Prince. He's still he's still fire. Right? Yep. You got music put out, right? But after he got out of that Warner Brother contract, fan was putting out an album like every three months. Oh yeah, because it you know be- I mean? a lot knew that he had the ability to do so, and he even put out two greatest hits albums during that time, and basically was like, okay, these count as albums. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get out of this contract. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It, th- there was so much more he could do when he was, again, released from from kind of, you know, the chains of of, of a corporate society. It's weird it, that we, it, it is weird that we are in this place where corporations pay for creativity, but like in order to be creative, you got to have like freedom, but they, it, they're not going to give you all of that freedom because they need a product in a certain amount of time in a certain way and, and on and on and on. And that's just the nature of business. I don't make it bad. Right. But it makes it so much better when you get to, you know, free yourself from all that and keep it pushing. It's true, man, bro. I appreciate you doing this with me. I know, (laughs) I know, I, I know I can get the best type of answers out of a lot of questions out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate I love being here. Right. Because there are a lot of shows that I don't know, like sometimes we don't bite into this stuff. Right. We don't get into like the ifs and ors and, and, and whatnot. And sometimes we get jokey and I'm the same way, whatever. But I love being able to really dissect like, why are we doing what are we doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what, why, why is it here? Why do people gravitate to what we're doing? It, it's, it, it's the only way I know how, man. But but on the real, 
let everybody know how they can uh, get in t- get in contact with Wingless Comics, and please let us know all the upcoming projects that are going to be happening for you in the next month or so. Ooh, ouch! Oh, only the month or so. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Yes, <laughs> we got a lot of things coming down the pipe. Um, so uh, obviously, following us is easiest on um Wingless underscore Comics um on Instagram, uh Wingless Entertainment on Twitter, um Wingless Comics on Facebook. Uh, author Brian J. Lambert on Instagram, um, Malachi the Writer on Instagram. Yep. Um, and and Brian Lambert on on Facebook. Uh, next month, well, this month and next month. Um, on September seventh, um, we're going to be launching our next Kickstarter for Nightfall number three. Like I said in the beginning of the program, it's already finished. It's already done, and I mean done, done. Pencils, inks, colors, letters, everything is finished. Um, we're just waiting to send it to the printer. So we get this, you know, pre-order campaign going, send it to the printer. Um, one of our stretch goals. And again, I said earlier, 10 K, I might be wrong. So don't hold me to 10 K, but I think it's right around there. Our 10 K stretch goal, um, should be, we want to release issue four to everybody, to every backer. So So we got to push this one through the uh, stratosphere again, um, towards the end of September. And this is the first time I'm going to announce this, but towards the end of September, uh, we should be dropping some stills or some scenes from an upcoming wingless entertainment and wingless animation project called Magnificent. It is a steampunk anime. And uh, I've dropped a teaser or two on Instagram. Um, I'll be doing some more in the future, but obviously um, we need to make sure that we are are showing everybody Nightfall in the correct way, in the correct manner uh, first. Yes. Uh, also, September... Fourth and fifth, I will be in San Diego at the Afrofuturism Lounge. It's a two-day uh, convention in San Diego, and I will be there slinging wingless merch, talking comics, and having a good old time. Bro, damn. Oh, don't let me forget. I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, just last week, Malachi uh, dropped Gods and Monsters, her Gods and Monsters, um, which is his follow-up novel to her. So check that out on Amazon. So his second novel is out. Um, it's been out for a week. It's doing really, really great. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to read that as well. That is what's happening, man. Shout out to Malachi. Malachi Bailey, editor for Wingless Comics and awesome ass fucking writer. Yeah, <laughs> Bro, yeah, man. No once doubt. Again, once again, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy that you did this with me. Uh, and, and I'm always happy to have you on here, man, because you, you always putting out some great stuff and you always have knowledgeable takes on exactly everything independent as far as comics are concerned and everything that is comics are concerned. <laughs> I try, man. Yeah. Again, man, it takes a great host, I think to uh, create a great guest. And I think that you do a really good job, man. I'm always happy to be here. My man. I appreciate you. So on that note, facts project, we are out.